Welcome to Hope's Hearth, a GMless actual play podcast where friends explore identity, community, and the ways people find strength and love in dire situations. Our lines, which are things we absolutely do not want to see, are trypophobia, insect horror, parent death, rape, body shaming, homophobia, transphobia, big diseases, involuntary transformation, ableism, racism, sexism, violence against children and animals, unwanted pregnancy, acephobia, and non-consensual situations. Our veils, which are things we're fine with addressing but will fade to black on, are spiders, graphic depictions of bodily harm, abuse of any kind, dementia or similar mental illnesses, insoluble problems, trauma, steamy situations, eating disorders, depression, and self-harm. All right. Now an introduction must occur. Oh, God. Shit. Fuck. <laughs> In- intro? In- intro? Uh, d- d- <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Hope's Hearth. <laughs> My name is Philo QT Hazard. Um, we are here. Dirk is here. Say hello, Dirk. <laughs> hello, I'm Dirk. I use they, they, and he pronouns. And um, I did not expect this, but you know what? I can roll with it. Good. We're rolling. Uh, Izzy, say hi. Hi. <laughs> I'm Izzy. I use CCR pronouns. Just gonna lose my mind over here. It's fine. I don't see the problem with it. This is a perfectly cromulent introduction. Will? Hello, I'm Will, and I use the pronouns AM, which work like they, them, but singular and without the TH. Excellent. And uh, my pronouns are they, them, for the most part, and there are additional higher tier, you know, Patreon pronouns. Um, we don't have a contribute. Patreon! <laughs> no, no not, not your Patreon. Ah, uh, yes, yes, um, yes. <laughs> just post me $10 bills and eventually you can call me different pronouns. This is how it works. <laughs> Uh, it's an Animal Crossing situation. Um, so today we're playing my game, Your my game. grandfather's ex, the old the old chestnut. It's uh, I made this about two years ago, and then I forgot about it for two years, and then you guys were like, "We want to play this," so I I made a slightly neater version. And now we have dragged you into playing it with us. Yep, yep. Hooray! Yes, yes, we are playing my grandfather's ex. Philo, explain the conceit of this game to us, as though we've never heard of it before. So, My Grandfather's Axe is uh, based on Austin Walker not understanding how time works. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, a long time ago, there was a podcast called Friends at the Table, which, you know, may or may not be, be something that you're familiar with. Um... But uh, as part of that, there's a there's a giant robot called a panther, which is really sick because it turns into lots of different smaller robots and then comes back together into one big cool main character robot. It's like a Gundam situation, um, based on a completely different thing from a different season of the same podcast that's in a completely different genre setting. Yeah, yeah. But that's not what gets me about it. What gets me about it is the fact that it shows up in the sequel series, which is 80,000 years later. You mean but the it's sequel, still the same series. robot. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that happened. And um, at a certain point, you got to go, well, it wasn't just sitting in a museum. Like, we don't have anything which is 80,000 years old. Like, nothing. 
um, beyond like, you know, geographical features and such. And even fossils. then, you know, fossils. Um, but we got rocks. Something that we may consider an object has not persisted. There is nothing in like human cultural history that's persist for the, persisted for that long. And so, as one does, I started uh, thinking about, uh, you know, the uh, old Theseus and his ship. Um, <laughs> I was about to be like, so we're ship of Theseusing this? Yep, 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 yep. Um, and that's what my grandfather's axe is about. Um, it's uh, sort of round after round. Um, it, it's about the passage of time. It is about um, focused objects or focused items or focused locations even being added to and expanded upon and repaired over time and and you know at the beginning you know what the heck does it look like compared to at the end and i don't know because i've never play play tested this game so we'll oh, find yay. out <laughs> we get to play test yep yay! and my pronouns are they that now we've done that already <laughs> um <laughs> and i'm low toner oh god we're play testing pronouns shit <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere three people just laughed, Doug. Thank you. <laughs> I don't think they even listened to this. <laughs> we'll send them these 30 seconds worth of MP3 and just be like, look, we did the thing. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, first kind of discussion, I guess, on, on page two of the version one PDF, which is just, you know... Originally, it was covered in doodles, which is fine, but I now think that's extremely messy and it really bothers me. So I made a, a much simpler PDF for version 1.0, which I'm all happy with. And maybe I'll go back over and add some art at some point, but that's not today. Um, I love that I put, um, discuss how long you'd be looking to play for today, which, as everyone knows, isn't how RPG sessions work. Um, <laughs> at all. I don't know where to start. <laughs> okay. What if so, we talk about what mm -hmm. what um if there's anything we'd prefer to avoid? Anything you need to add to our usual lines and veils. That seems wise. I don't want the weapon to be a person. That seems okay. very wise. I would rather I it be a that. person. I don't want it to be a soul trapped in a thing. <laughs> Oh, that would be very sad. It, yes. Also, we just did a soul trapped in a thing, albeit in a very goofy way. Listen, sometimes we that, gotta that be is goofy. true. It was a very goofy way. <laughs> sometimes we have to introduce a, a character's long dead wife. In <laughs> <laughs> a goofy game called Sexy Battle Wizards. <laughs> uh, I've put a additional lines and veils slide on slide two of the slide. You're a slide two. Excellent. Got yep, got him. Wait. Uh. Okay. So we know we are in the Hope's Hearth universe set. Obviously. Um. Do we want to be somewhere we've been before? Like, just to start with a rough idea of, like... Because, like, whatever this weapon is, it can move from here, obviously, but, like, where are we right now? At the start of the game, 
with the weapon in whatever form it is. Does this have to be part of the Hope's Hearth universe? I mean, all of our games are. <laughs> I know. Uh, sorry. Um, just, uh, it feels like a lot of pressure, I guess. I don't know. Sometimes it's nice if things are just, you know, things. And not, you it know, could be things. It could be set in a story that's told in the Hope's Hearth universe. If that would make it easier. I mean... The universe is a universe, all all encompassing. Like you can have stuff be sent the same universe and never interact. You can not yeah, share doesn't... any of the same concepts. You can have things set thousands of years before or thousands of years after. Austin Walker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have to be connected to what we've already created. Like it's in yes. our universe, but it doesn't have to be somewhere we've already been or already seen. Or connect in any way, shape, or form to anything we've done. Yeah, it doesn't have to mechanically connect. That way you don't have to worry about trying to fit it on your timeline. <laughs> well, no, it's just, like... I keep saying that eventually I'm going to, like, chart out where everything is in our universe. And I might have to stop saying that. Because this is getting to be, well, universe-sized. And it's overwhelming. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, no, that's totally fair. You don't have to. Like, no one ever expected you to. I and not you in a, commission like... anyone for podcast time. Somebody <laughs> 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 commission somebody for friends at the table timeline. Just watch that go tits up immediately. That's a good point. <laughs> that's exactly why you can't commission people for <laughs> podcast timelines. But so, like... This doesn't have to be anywhere near anything we've already done. You know, it's just nebulously in the universe somewhere. It doesn't even have to follow the same rules we've set forth, because a universe is a universe. Splinter universe. We're giving ourselves a new, a new fun tool that we can use later. <laughs> I like splinter. That we can bring universe. up later to cause maximum damage. That's okay. true. I mean, splinter. Don't. Although, I did just think about what if this is Biter's sword, but <laughs> that's just because you want to make me sad about Biter. <laughs> I already made you sad about Biter. <laughs> yes, exactly my point. <laughs> but what if you were to do so again what in a slightly what? different context? I love to make children and make Dirk sad about them. It's rude! <laughs> I've done it twice. Okay. I... Uh, let's go through the fucking... Let's just go through the game document as it is and we'll figure everything out as we go. So, what kind of story do we want to tell? I'd, I'd like it if 
if the generalized society the item is appreciated by became better in some way, slowly. That would be nice. I like wanna, that. Especially if you'll... If, no, uh, why was I just about to say No Man's Sky? That's not about the improvement of society at all. Um, <laughs> no, it's not. Nope. My grandfather's axe is interesting in terms of, I guess, you can do it from as, as wide a scope as you like, and therefore you can show stuff like societal change, um, albeit in the background of a more focused story. So I'm into that. That sounds sick. Yeah. I also like that. I like Star Trek. (sighs) Like Star Trek? I like Star Trek. That that was my entire comment. Oh, okay. It's going on the board. Make it DS9. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) The next question on the list is, what interests you about a story? Um... As well as, are there any particular story beats you'd like to hit? And then discussing media that we find interesting to influence this journey. Uh, Star Trek and Deep Space Nine, I'm told. Which is also Star Trek. Oh, okay. <laughs> Gravity <laughs> Falls. It's Star Trek all the way down. Gravity Falls, that's a good one. I have got to like watch it. that someday. You it's should. Very good. Oh, yeah, it's good. You can watch Inside Job as well, now that it's done. Netflix, no. Mm. Because I'm gonna name a piece of media because I want the the like hopefulness and the idea of there's always room to become better mm. from it. Those are what I want to pull from this. Which is, I'm giving context for the thing I'm about to say because otherwise this is not gonna make any sense when I say it. Bluey. <laughs> because i've been watching bluey and it's really cute and good it is cute and good everybody should watch bluey i don't care if you think that you're too old for it it's good bluey is a pretty good pick crew going around there is also a very good pick crew going on they've added more options square dog (laughs) i'm of course already a square dog so it's less of a problem for me but also a square dog I am not. I think you are different kinds of square dogs. Part of growing up. Exactly the same. Carbon copies. (laughs) Didn't you know we were born on the same day? Mm -hmm. Part of growing up is learning that you're not too old for literature. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hmm. Any more pieces of media we want to influence this, this thing's journey? Can it not be, like, explicitly a weapon? Like, an axe can be used as a weapon, but, like, there's also other things you can do with an axe. That is literally what I was just thinking about, was, like, something that started as a weapon, but over time it gets used and changed for different things, and it's no longer considered a weapon by the people who use it. Mm Mm-hmm. That feels like a good like story beat we want to try and hit on. Are there any themes or content you'd prefer to avoid? 
is there anything you're not interested in, uh, like story beats wise or themes that would make you uncomfortable as a player? We've kind of discussed that a little bit. Yeah, um... Yeah, I don't want this to be a big, like, broad universe focus. This is a game that's definitely much more, like, micro-focus. I also don't want it to be, like, super heavy. Mm -hmm. Okay. Setting all my heavy things aside for (laughs) later. (laughs) Just picking it all up, we hear it just thump down in the background. He <laughs> has a big old suitcase from somewhere and is just God. slamming it down. Will, why do we have so much <laughs> angst packed away? Jesus. <laughs> At least it's not August. You know that there's no way August would be able to set all of it aside. You know, you just keep unpacking <laughs> like somebody with all August the knives. would argue with you and it's like, I can mm-hmm. do happy things. There's easily like four separate Mariuses in that suitcase alone. <laughs> I know for a fact in Will's suitcase that John Antilles takes up most of it. <laughs> I'm not saying August can't do happy things. I'm just saying that it's real hard for August to put down the angst. We we can't we can't we can't call out our friends in the podcast that they don't listen to. Well then they'll never know, it's fine. They'll never hear it and they have no chance to defend themselves. Exactly. <laughs> or we should do it okay. more often and convince them to listen to it just so that they can hear themselves being called out. <laughs> Alright. Uh, where and when do we want to set this story? Is this a new setting? A setting we've played before? On a moon! Gotcha. On a moon? And a moon. moon. <laughs> On a moon. In, like, domes. Moon domes. Moon domes. Moon domes. Moon domes. Okay. What kind of moon is this? Is it like our moon? Is it like one of the moons of Jupiter? Is it just like a micro, micro planet? I say that. Pluto's smaller than our moon. (laughs) All I've got is Wiggly. Wiggly? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe the plant life is Wiggly. Nod, nod. <laughs> I'm I'm in a mood. Can you tell I'm in a mood? Yes. <sighs> okay. Where can be nebulous? Uh, because we're in the Hope's Hearth universe. Uh, where and when? We're on a moon. Who can say? Who can say? It's at a point where whatever civilization this is has enough technology that they can live on a moon. Mundo. Because if they're living in domes, the atmosphere is not friendly. Or they really like living in domes. Or that. They domes could be cool. stone domes. Like, Mandalorians Stones. love living in domes, despite the fact that I think Mandalore was okay. I don't yes. know. Oh gosh. Don't get me started on okay. the history of Mandalore. <laughs> okay. Disney would, Disney would sue us. Um, directly pass. alongside the suitcase of angst, there is just like a bear trap which is pinned shut uh, in case of Mandalore has a post-it note on it, and I'm just not going to touch that. In case, I also have one of those behind me, which is in case of clones. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, that one I knew about. <laughs> okay, so um, D. Bradley Baker, who voices all the clones in Clone Wars, um, also voices the guy who sings the secret tunnel song in Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> Secret tunnel. I knew I forgot something. I was going to look that song up and I forgot. Secret tunnel. It's in two separate links in the AdBlues chat at the moment. It's a, it's a very, very funny. <laughs> secret, funny secret, song. secret, secret tunnel. Tunnel. Do we want to uh, touch on Avatar The Last Airbender as a uh, cultural touchstone there? Or, yes, uh, always. Yes. <laughs> always. Always. What are you talking about? I also uh, okay. added Inferni Train because, again, I feel like there's a growth aspect there that isn't. Hmm. Uh, discuss time period or technology level. Are dueling swords, mecha, magic, stone spears? What do our surroundings look like? Uh, we're on a moon in domes. Mm-hmm. Uh, underground, overground, overseer in space. Technically, we're in space. I feel like un- underground as well as overground would be the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Uh, and I think technology level work. Will, when you were thinking domes, were you thinking, like, technology, moon domes, like, the atmosphere is inhospitable so we have to live in domes, or were you thinking, like, we just like dome shapes? <laughs> I, I was thinking technology, the atmosphere is inhospitable. Okay, so we're at a point where, like, Guns exist, at least. Like, at yes. a minimum, we can say gun. What is our maximum here? Are we at beam sabers? I don't think we're at beam sabers yet. Okay, so this place doesn't have beam sabers. Do we have any kind of laser light technology? I think you have the laser technology that we have, which is all very practical and not military. Okay. Okay, so we're 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 maybe like a, a a century or two ahead of wherever we are now on Earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Philo is taking our notes and has included the note: limited potential for robot dogs. <laughs> hey, Look, no, as that's a robotic be dog myself, I just I think those Boston Dynamics ones aren't very good. Feel I'm gonna tell you this right now as somebody who likes to collect robot pets. We already have robot dog pets that are mm. actually pretty okay. Mm. So I would say expanded, not limited. Expanded potential for robot dogs. I was Hang listening on. to Dogs are very important in our universe. A story the this other is day. True. Can the wiggly plant life be outside of the domes and contributing to why the atmosphere is hostile? Yes. Absolutely. Can it have thorns? Wiggly and thorny? Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> like bad seaweed. <laughs> the worst. Like seaweed. X rated thing I can't say. <laughs> seaweed, yes. Seaweed's <laughs> not thorny. I'm squinting at you. Don't squint at me. You know what I'm talking about. No, I don't. That's why I'm squinting. (laughs) 
Put it in Danielle, the, I'm uh, asking very nicely for you to bleep whatever the fuck I say next. For <laughs> oh. <laughs> Don't look at me like that, okay? Anyway, (laughs) that's gonna be fun for our users to figure out. Our users, our listeners to figure out. (laughs) I have no user. What are you talking about? Um, is there gonna be magic? I mean, magic is something that we've kind of set up in this universe as it depends on where you are, whether it's called magic or technology. Or the space between, or physics. Yeah. This is dogs. So, so do, do we, you want magic? Do you want magic alongside do the technology? You do you want magic? I always want magic. Okay, then magic exists, yes. <laughs> magic is real. We live in a technologically magical world. I don't know why, but is like... Is there magitech? Re- Who's to say? <laughs> you got him. This is why we invite Philo. Um, Okay, so our surroundings are a moon covered in wiggly, thorny plants. We're on a a moon in space. And a bad atmosphere. We're we're on a moon in space. I don't know what the planet we're orbiting looks like. It's a planet. Maybe we came from there. Maybe it's inhospital. Who fucking knows? It's a planet. We aren't probably aren't going to go there. Our living areas are both underground and overground in fun domes. So let's talk about our focus item. Pokey? What is interesting for us to follow? I was thinking about Referring a big red gem. back to the discussion on setting or genre. What? The yes. big red gem is interesting. I feel like that what that is set into could change over time. That could be neat. Um, I... I hear this, and I also want to hear what Dirk had to say. That that was what I said. That was all I had to say. I, I was reading the uh, like setting bits at the beginning, and those were cool. And the red gem just like wormed into my brain. That's all I got. Okay, uh, those red gem, gem ones will get you. Gem worm. Gem worm. <laughs> I immediately typed red gems. <laughs> I kind of like the idea yeah, of the fine. gem worm, though. What if instead of being mined, it was, it was they they had to defeat the gem worm in noble combat, um, to win its prize, to win its prize. Also. Um, what if the gem worms are not people? Just be worms with a Y. Oh, hang on, wait. Oh, no, okay, I have been doing them with a Y. I was very concerned <laughs> I was doing them with an I for a second there, and I was like, what does that mean? Hold on, there's a, there's a, there's a monster that they introduced to World of Warcraft. Hold on. Oh, oh can we not do gem worm? No, 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 I just want to show you what it looks like and get y'all's thoughts on it. 
Oh, okay. This is not a copyright thing. I was imagining some Adventure Zone type uh, creature that's just made of gems. Gem worm worm. When you said gem worm, my immediate like mental thing were these guys from the Borderlands series. They're called Crystalix. Crystalix. Gravy. Crystalisks. And they're like these three-legged creatures with uh, gem clusters on their heads and on their three legs. Um, Doesn't have to have legs in that way, but just like, you know, scales and gems coming out of them. Well, I don't get to find these, so I'm just gonna nod. (laughs) The way that they look is they've got a big gemstone in the front of their face, um, and the rest of them is made of, like, swirling rock. Ooh. Yeah. And the magic is fuck. And the color of the gemstone changes depending on whatever gem they're around. Ooh. So I was wrong. They did not introduce this in the Dragon Isles. I fucking remember they introduced them in Wrath of the Lich King. I know World of Warcraft. It's fine. Anyway. So, <laughs> I found a man called Gem Eyes, if that helps. No. <laughs> so, okay, the the gem story, Do does somebody want to read that so that the audience knows what it is? Yes. Oh, yeah, let me scroll up. I'm going to read it, too. <clears throat> okay. The raw gemstone is pulled from the deepest of the dark elf mines, a huge and glittering ember destined from the moment of its polishing for the empress's crown. The best laid plans, however, can rarely withstand the unbridled greed and fury of a mighty red dragon, and so the gem is claimed for the horde. It sits guarded for years, decades, centuries, an ever-increasing bounty offered for its return to the Empire. When the Empire collapses and the dragon slain on the next of its raids, the jewel is forgotten by all but the most well-read historians and scholars. Who do they send to retrieve it? What will they do with it once they have it, if they get to have it at all. So we're thinking that this is like a gem or something gem adjacent being protected by a gem worm of some kind that lives inside this moon. Like it's one of the natural inhabitants of uh, like animal things, Mm non-sapient creatures of this moon. Mm-hmm. And maybe, like, at some point in the past, maybe the people on the planet below tried to get it or something, but now at this point it's like, well, we only kind of remember what this is. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like that idea. Like, there's, like, stories, like, there's stories of the past, like, there's things, like, we've seen the small ones on the surface, right? They bother us in our tunnels sometimes because, you know, they dig into the walls. But mm-hmm. there's, like, a legend about a big McMassive one. Mm-hmm. 
And there's people. Who I made like, a huge gesture, and you couldn't see it. Yeah, and there's like people who are like a gem that big would probably be really good for this piece of technology or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. 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 Air purifier. I, I love that. How like maybe it's magic and it's like a power source or something, or it could help like enhance a laser. We're not a hundred percent sure what it can do, but we're pretty sure it can do something. Well, Will said air purifier, and I like that. Okay. So that could be what we're intending it for. Uh Cool. Okay. I think that's so. If we focus on the red gem to start off with, or for the entirety of the game, I suppose. But maybe the first round is the uh, discovery or the acquisition of this fellow. Um. In that case, looking at the first round, uh, does someone want to narrate an initial view of the setting? What do we see as we're as we're looking over this first step of the story? I guess. Okay, who do we want to... Do we want to go in the call order and just kind of go that way? Sure. No, yeah. actually, no. Fila's the guest. Fila, you get to start. <laughs> um, <laughs> hello, and welcome back to Philo is British. Um, okay, so, um, something I added on the world-building document that I think is very important uh, the planet below is turquoise. Um, so uh, the the shot initially is uh, you know the, uh, the sunrise occurring over the moonscape. We can see these uh, these are they glass domes? Uh, they appear to be glass. They're probably not actually glass. They're probably exceptionally so see... thick acrylic. Mm. Yeah. So we see these, uh, you know, the sunlight catching these uh, domes kind of dotted around the moon's surface, uh, one after the other. Uh, the moon itself is kind tunnels. of... Yes. The moon itself is kind of grey, but reflecting a little bit of the turquoise from the planet below. Uh, the planet has one of those big, slow storms, which is constantly kind of spinning, uh, taking a kind of slow pirouette around the equator. Um, the wiggly plants are wiggling. Wiggly plants are wiggling, um, and uh, you know uh, we we you know the the camera pans in through some of the glass. Uh, we do that really cool effect sometimes when uh, you have a camera pass through a solid uh, surface uh, where the the volume kind of goes muffled for a second and pulls out into. Is it like a standard city inside there? Do we have streets or is it all like you know one big building and it's just like wall to wall people? I, I think there are streets. Nice. I think there are streets on the surface and tunnels beneath. Mm. Yeah, like maybe the 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 underground is like what the buildings are and the surface is like how you get between them. Mm. Mm. More like avenues and stuff. There's like open spaces. Which yeah. I, I suppose is probably few and far between if you if you're in the tunnels, so Yeah. And like you can travel between like uh, like within the like domes themselves, like each dome, like the underground portion, like you can travel between certain areas, like underground as well. But if you want to get to another dome, you have to go to the surface. There's because a aforementioned gem tunneling worms. 
they like to nest in the bigger tunnels that are under. Can I can I suggest something like a, a setting detail that we see? Yes. Um, You're part of the game. Go for it. I still yeah. Oftentimes, to handle my own awkwardness of pitching things, I will say, may I pitch something? Yes. Which is me saying, it is allowed to be vetoed. But what I am thinking is, uh, you know, a, a busy stall of some sort, or maybe, you know, a uh, uh, like a public transit terminal or what have you, and there is a large flickering screen which is saying, like, increased worm activity in the following areas. And it has a, a flickering list of locations. It uh, advises, you know, caution while public, uh, Baltra. While traveling. Love it. Excellent. There's a child and a little, past with their robot little dog. cartoony worm. <laughs> Excellent. Canon, canon robotic dogs. We've done it. You what did it. it look like? Um, okay, give me a second. Because I do actually have... Oh, Izzy is reaching for a third suitcase. I repeat, a third suitcase. This one is full <laughs> of parking robot dogs. I am currently podcasting from within the suitcase. I repeat. (laughs) Oh my god, that's so That's real. That's real. Do you want to know how much that model of Ivo costs? Stupid amounts of money. Money. A thousand dollars. A thousand dollars. It is the Sony Ivo. Good lord. That's... that's like a is that like a now thing? Are they still making those? Yeah. This one came out a few years ago. They're it's still making them. They come cute. in multiple colors. Can oh you get no, it, like, I was wrong. See through ish like an I old was Game Boy. Wrong. It is almost three thousand dollars. <sighs> what the fuck? You can okay, get that like makes six sense. regular oh, dogs know, for that. I remember why. I know why I got the numbers mixed up. This is the ERS one thousand model. Mm. Oh, that's why yes, I got the that would be mixed up. It's the ERS one thousand model. It costs like three thousand dollars. It is the highest. It is the high uh, the highest quality robotic animal companion on the market currently. I was going to say a ham, but I'm of course not. You're not on the market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there we go. I already, I, I took you off the market. No. <laughs> um, so the the robot dog itself is like, it looks vaguely sausage dog-ish or maybe like a puppy. Uh, it's it's got really like puppy. kind of a, hmm. uh, a puppy with like a silicone nose with a uh, sensor on it. Little floppy ears that are made of silicone, a tail that's made of silicone, uh, silicone little pop pads, uh, LED eyes. Its mouth can open and hold things. It's got little wheels on its feet so it can walk, but it can also kind of like trackball roll. It happens. Oh, that's interesting. I like the idea that it can drift. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Tokyo Drift. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they bark. They also play music. Uh, the ones in this setting are probably a little bit more advanced than these guys because these guys don't really recognize a lot of commands. Because mm-hmm. uh, you have to make sure that you speak the words like they. You have to like enunciate. Uh, <laughs> Whereas boy. the ones in like our setting can probably just understand when their person speaks. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. they're just dogs, but robots. 
And uh, because I was watching a YouTube video the other day, I think uh, what the kid is walking past is uh, definitely some kind of, like... Like, it's definitely a shop, but you know how, like, you'll see, like, bakeries or whatever that have, like, the glass front cases? Uh, Mm -hmm. It's a glass front case, but instead of being full of baked goods, it's full of, like, um, like, meals for the ride. So... Like colorful boxes of uh, bentos, basically. Ooh. Bentos, yeah, bentos, bentos, bentos. Bentos. Yeah, and like nobody looks up when the uh, alert comes on because, like, it happens. <laughs> yeah, it's just like train delays or whatever. You're just like, okay, well, I guess I'll take the slightly more circuitous route then. Yeah. By me just posting more pictures of the Ivos in chat. I'm enjoying them. I like these little different texture packs. Yee. They're very cute. I like the one that is essentially round. That's quite charming to me. Yes. That one is a special edition and it comes in two colors. And one of them also happens to be flocked. So it's fuzzy. Oh. Yeah, they are also one of the most huh. difficult ones to repair. That, that makes sense. Fuzzy? Mm. So, okay. So, next, uh, making characters, I think. Um, oh my gosh, we have characters? Yep. Each round, you have a different set of characters. Oh god. Mm-hmm. Nobody we used before. Yep. All fresh boys. We can use species we've had on screen before, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that seems acceptable. Uh, there is also a character building page on page five to try and make things easier, because I'm conscious that asking people to make multiple rounds worth of characters is considered rude in some cultures. Um, <laughs> I make characters... <laughs> I am characters philo, and should not be counted, as I make characters 14 times a minute. <laughs> So the character building like frameworks that are here is you've got mm-hmm. I am the groups blank with a list of eight different things. Heart, like shadow, soul, crux, leader, burden, mentor, or sponsor. And then the character to my left is blank. The character to my right is blank. My goal is blank. And then a few questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the way that Philo has written it is we can choose one uh, prompt from each list or roll 1d8 for each list. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, who would like to go first? <laughs> if no one volunteers, I will forcibly assign. <laughs> I'll go first. Uh. I'll do it, I don't care. Okay, <laughs> yeah, make dark dope. uh so i'm going to uh be complicated and go i am the group's burden the character is left up or down Uh, let's say up left is up Right is down, so your up would be Will. So, 
Okay. So uh, I am the group's burden. The character to my left, a.k.a. Will's character, is uh, a concern. Uh, the character to my right, a.k.a. Uh, Philo's character, is um, ominous. Oh, boy. And my goal is some quiet. <laughs> Uh, how are you linked to the focus item? Um, God fuck. Uh, you can think about that as we go forward, as yeah, well as the other ones that are part of this. Yeah, which are have I heard of it and who holds it in my time? So, which I guess I mean, if we're doing the finding the thing in the first scene, maybe that's not you know. Yeah, that that one that one is 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 like who holds it? A, a giant worm. <laughs> <laughs> a big one. Oh, I know uh, how I'm linked to the focus item. A big McMuffin. Okay, well hold on to it. <laughs> Wait, uh which of them were you telling to hold on to it? Me. You know, at this point I don't know, because both of them said things at the same time. <laughs> Dirk, how are you connected? Like, how are you linked to the to the focus item? I live near where the Big McWorm lives. Oh, so you know the Big McWorm exists. Yeah. Okay. Philo. Okay. So, um, uh, I am the group's sponsor. Uh, the I just like playing spoiled rich kids. What can I say? Um, it's it's aspiration. <laughs> man, I wish. Um, so the character to my left would be Dirk in this case. Yes, I did these in the wrong order. I the made left- Dirk's notes, but I'm not sure if they were actually right. <laughs> Okay, so, uh, the character to my left is, uh... I'll correct him. Let's go genuine. I like the idea that, um... Damn. Uh, Dirk is genuine, um... Person to my right, so Izzy is, uh... <laughs> stagnant. Oh, I see. Hmm? I see. Um... <laughs> Izzy is stagnant. Uh, my goal is uh, vice. <laughs> and I am playing um, March Muffin. Uh, C Seer pronouns. She uh, is a uh, spoilt rich kid and is funding the expedition or funding the, uh, you know, construction of an additional tunnel to go further into the worm's territory or something like that. You know, just stupid asshole rich rich kid projects. Fucking amazing. Alright, uh, I am the group's heart. The character to my left, aka Philo's character, is irritating. <laughs> uh, the character to my right, aka Will's character, is all I have. Uh, and my goal is... I'm gonna say true. 
Why? I don't know. I'm just kind of making shit up. I think that's Want to that's learn the truth doing. of the worm. Yes. The sick worm truth. <laughs> and I, I am connected to... Like, I am linked to the focus item in that I'm not... <laughs> I'm just here. I got I got hired to come along this way, and I'm just I'm here to make sure no one gets hurt. Is it my turn? Yes. I am the group's mentor. Uh, the character to my left is Izzy. Mm-hmm. Uh Sorry, I had to I had to look at that. Um is genuine. The character to my right, who is Dirk, I think. Yes. Yes. Well, technically Craig, but we're not gonna do Craig. Um Craig doesn't count. The character to my right is intriguing. My goal is enjoyment. We're moving our slides. Yeah, it would probably be good if they matched the Discord now that I think about it. I have made them yeah. match the Discord. Thank you. We appreciate you. So, Dirk is playing Durham, no pronouns. I'm playing March Muffin, Cecilia, because I, I like alliteration. Um, Izzy is playing Raina, uh, she, her pronouns. And uh, Will is playing uh, Hugh, A.M. pronouns. Like Raina Valencia? I just think they're terribly comfortable and everyone in the future will be uh, using them. Not on purpose! I did have that thought immediately after I thought of the name, but I've spelled it different. I think. I am no, the I mentor... What's it? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Raina Will. Valencia? Raina Valencia is a character from a fiction podcast that Derek and I both listen to. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to the Pasadena Powder. Sometimes you can see a robot in The Legend of Zelda and think it has a cool name and take it for yourself. That's allowed. <laughs> says, uh, right. uh, says Philo to the person who has a Dirk-ass name. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so what is a round? In each round of my grandfather's acts, players roleplay characters in scenes that tell the story of our focus item. Going clockwise around the table, a.k.a. starting with Dirk, each player setting a scene, asking other characters to join or other non-player character cast if needed, and role-playing. Not every scene is to focus on or feature the focus item. Most should, however, aim for telling character-driven stories with the focus item as a component. While there can be variations in tone, uh, there should be a noticeable trend and build to your resolution discussed in resolving a round. So, um, you know the end of the story before you tell the first word? Um, check out the resolving around bit first, I guess. Um, we roll a dice, and if it goes well, um, the focus item is, is, you know, there's a victory and the focus item is added to. Um, if, if it goes poorly, uh, then a tragedy may occur, 
And the focus item may be broken. My D4s aren't next to me. Hold on. I really like D4s, okay? Give me a second. I gotta go get them. I'll be right back. You're valid. <laughs> if I was writing this nowadays, this would probably be a Caltrop core game. In fairness, there's not a lot that would be required to make it a Caltrop core game. It's already using D4s. Hell yeah. I'm not going anywhere. Dice ASMR. I've got the headphones mm -hmm. back in. I refuse to get up. Yeah, I'm not doing that either. That's so valid. Dice. Dice. Get out of the container. Dice. Free them from Dice Jail. They have been freed. I have many of them. Free them. Free them. them. So, um... To start off with, you roll 2d4, and anyone who wishes to may add any amount of d4s. Either to increase or decrease the roll. Or decrease the result, I should say. Does anyone want to skew it one way or another to begin with? And we're talking about resolving a round, which is on page 7 or so 8. So we roll... So the number of dice that we roll to start off with is 2d4, plus <laughs> or minus however many bribe. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm going to add... 2d4 to this roll. Okay. Because. Uh, I would like... You want a victory to begin with. Uh, that sounds good to me. It, it seems like what we want to have happen here. I started to have a thing because I kind of want the focus item to get broken, but <laughs> that's me. I mean, listen. The, you can make the bribe worse. <laughs> I can, and I thought about it, but uh, I will not bother because. Uh, okay, wait. Let's. Who's rolling? I could roll. Will, do you want to roll for this round, or do you want me to do it? I will roll for this round. I'm rolling okay. four d four right now, and they're all positive, unless mm -hmm. Dirk subtracts some. Mm. Okay. Hold on, Dirk is still thinking. I will yeah, no. continue the rolling gesture. Let, let's go with the 4 I would have to roll. Philo, do you want to add or remove any? No, I'm happy with that. Will? Same. Same. Okay. I, am, I am content. Alright, I've got a two fours, a three, and a two, which comes to... Nine. Okay. A On the seven or greater. And the focus item is added to. Excellent. So now we have four scenes to tell that story. That's
Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us on Tumblr at Hope's Hearth Pod. And if you would like to support us, you can find us on Coffee at ko-fi.com forward slash HS Enclave. This podcast is part of Hearthside Enclave, and some other shows you might like are Abbey Archives, a Redwall Book Club analysis podcast, and Post-Apocalyptic News Radio, a Fallout-inspired audio drama.